Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Bigarito. Tom Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and I will be joined alongside Rich Van Zant shortly as uh, the Miami Dolphins improve their record to 2-0, and coming up to uh, North Jersey and uh, beating the New York Jets in uh, a division rivalry, which is always on point, but uh, the New York Jets the prior week looked fantastic, and so... Uh, you know you have to um you have to really you know tip your cap to uh Adam Gase and the Miami Dolphins game plan coming in here um as you just didn't quite know what to expect i mean i think that most uh football observers knew that the new york jets were not quite as good as they looked out in detroit but from the same token uh, certainly uh, an improved team and then uh, you don't know what you're going to get from the miami dolphins obviously as uh, this is uh, a new birth um, uh, of a 2018 uh, revamped team and 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 they certainly surprised many many people in what they were able to do uh, a lot of highlights in the game a lot of uh I guess um memorable moments but also uh Frank Gore goes uh, at the number 4 on the all-time rushing list and that's a, that's a huge thing. Um we'll, we'll go over a little bit of that and Ryan Tannehill now back for his second game since the injury which uh ended his uh season in 2016 and completely uh made him absent in 2017. So he comes back strong and is able to uh, get his second victory uh, in a hostile environment. So some very good things to to take from it. Of course, there's uh, negatives as well, and we will get into all of that. So without uh, further ado, uh, I will uh, welcome Rich to the show. Richie, the Miami Dolphins uh, go to 2-0. and They beat the uh, playoff Tennessee Titans in week one at home uh, in a very strange delayed game, and now they come up to a hostile environment and beat the uh, what looked like the much-improved New York Jets and go to 2-0. and Not bad for a team, uh, the 32nd-best team in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, not so much, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, let's not get the champagne out too, you know, yet – Sure. No, no, no. No, You're you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, uh, we we said earlier, and I guess I start off with this schedule. Um, the way it looked, and you break it, it was breaking into quarters. You know, this is this is a tough first quarter. Uh, Tennessee was a playoff team last year, like you said, and then uh, you know the Jets looked like they were much improved. But uh, right in the rearview mirror, you got the Raiders. 
at home, and then you got the New England Patriots. So, you know, not an easy, you know, four games, and it looked like it was going to get harder. So it was very important to kind of get get out of the gate quick and uh, and you know and a little quicker than than I guess the, you know we might have expected. You, you know, I, I would have been as satisfied at one on one at this point. You know, two and those pretty right. shocking. You know, that definitely is. You know, look. Yeah, I didn't think the Jets were as good as they looked against Detroit. I think Detroit's probably one of the worst teams in the league. So, look, I wasn't confident that we'd go in there and win yesterday. I'm, you know, ecstatic that we did because any win against the Jets is like three wins to me. You know, yeah, especially up there. So, you know, I can't. They can't lose enough for me. You know, to, yeah. and you know, the, you know, those fans yesterday, they thought they were, uh, you know, looking at Joe Namath part two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you you take a division rivalry as fierce, and obviously we're we're Northerners, uh, you know, so so this means a lot, uh, you know, coming up to this area. And like you said, I think Detroit is, uh, you know, is, is a struggling team, but you know, with Matt Patricia going there, and he's supposed to be this defensive guru. Uh, you know, you, you didn't know what you know what they really had, and and so there's a big question mark there. I mean, there's still a lot of question marks around the NFL as to what these teams are and what they can do. But uh, you know, I think the Patricia thing kind of added a little bit to that. You know, um, and then uh, of course Tennessee. A playoff team last year, um, a decent team, uh, you know. So you take it from where it's at. But then when you come into this, uh, gauge, you know, it's a very strange game to gauge with those delays and everything. They lost their quarterback during the game. It's just a that's just such a you know we're so lucky we won that game. Put it like that, you know. That was just a weird weird event. My point exactly, and my point basically, you didn't know what you were going to get here. Coming into this game, there was, you know, I don't care what anybody says. People want to act like, oh, I knew that. You didn't know anything. And, you know, you really, it was a very unknown uh, uh, matchup. And so um, there's a lot of things that I, I take away from the game that I really like. So let's start with some of the positives, and we'll start off with the quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Now, this is the second game he's played coming back from that injury, which basically cost him a year plus. Um, I thought that, you know, it, it, it's always positive. This team certainly plays different and plays better when he's at quarterback. I don't really understand the criticism because it's so far removed from Dan Marino that I really don't understand it. With the exception of Chad Pennington, who was who was basically a year rental. I mean, you knew he wasn't going to be the future of the Miami Dolphins. He was a, a, a an injury plagued uh, veteran quarterback, and yes, you know he had a fantastic year. And other than that, you know, I don't know where these Dolphin fans that want to come down. Him so hard, I don't really understand it because the team obviously plays a lot better when he's there, and I think that he has improved. and, and I think this now brings his record uh, under Adam Gase, I think, to ten and five or eleven and five uh, since Adam Gase has got there. So you know, the two of them have been able to win games, and they win when Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you know, is under center. Of course, the injuries in that uh, have stopped that. But I, like, like I say, I don't understand where the, such the heart's criticism of Ryan Tannehill comes from. Yeah, you know, most of the people that are criticizing probably never seen Dan Marino play. 
So I don't know. Yeah, so what are they basing it on? I can't explain that. I I don't know. I don't know. You know, I guess they they want Brett Favre. I don't know. But you know the you know the quarterbacks that the Dolphins have had for the last ten plus years. That you, know, you, know, you don't the have to react. The pennies, the lemons. I mean, oh, I yeah. I, I think it's a little too harsh on him. Is he you know is he a, a top five franchise quarterback in the NFL? No, I guess he's not. But you know what? He's he's certainly in the top half. And for people who say you know he's nowhere near a top ten quarterback, I would really like to have them rattle off the ten. And then let's go from there because I think if you really dissect the league, and, you know I don't think there's all these great quarterbacks that everybody says there are, and and, and the majority of the people that they're going to put in the top five and in the top ten are going to be quarterbacks that are older quarterbacks that have been able to stick around because there there just hasn't been that young surplus. You know, I guarantee you say, well, who's the top ten quarterbacks in the league, right? Right off the bat, you're going to get Brady, you're going to get Rodgers, you're going to get Breeze, you're going to get Roethlisberger. Yeah, I got that. You got all these Hall of Fame quarterbacks that have been in the league now going on two decades. But, you know, out of of young quarterbacks that have come in, all right, Russell Wilson, I give you that. But, you know, I mean, how many quarterbacks – you know, are are that outstanding that have gotten, you know, come in there. I mean, there's guys that are playing really well, you know, like Cousins and, and Fitzpatrick have their games and stuff like that. But, you know, I still put him – I'll still make the argument when you got, you know, Jameson, James Winston and, and, and these quarterbacks that have come in recently, you know, even in his class, RG3. Um, you know, there's been a lot of guys. Even Andrew Luck. Well, what is so sensational about what these guys have done, you know? And so, you know, that's my feeling there. I mean, they they have a contingent around Andrew Luck that just keeps praising him for doing nothing. There's, like, people in his corner, they just go on and on. The guy hasn't played in a year, and the two games he played so far is nothing special, you know? Because let's face it, when Andrew Luck came in the league, they had his Hall of Fame bust halfway done. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the bottom line, you know. He just he's kind of yeah, they went to work. They went to work on Donald though. In, in the meantime, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well, he's got a lot of half done ones though. Uh, yeah, you know when uh, I look at Ryan Tannehill's performance yesterday, right? And, and and I still think that I mean he did a lot of good things. He did a you know a couple not so great things, but. Um, I still think he looks like he's a half step slower than he was before the injury. Now, there's a couple things to take in mind there. When he, you know, that brace makes you look more cumbersome and probably slows you down. So the brace alone may be the contributing factor to that. It's possible. I, I you know, when you wear that brace, it may cost you a half a step. And obviously, when he slides with that thing on, in the pocket, you think he looks slow? Yeah, in the pocket, he, he looks, just. Yeah. I think he looks like a half step slower when he starts to break out. You know, so like he's in there and then all of a sudden it collapses and he's going to run. I think he's a half a step slower in starting out of the gate. And I think he got caught a couple times where he wouldn't have. And then as he's actually in a sprint, he looks like he's not quite as fast as he was. But that brace could contribute to that. I mean, it's a cumbersome thing. You know, I, I've worn so that could be it too. And then when he slides with that thing on, you just cringe. And I, you know, as much as I, I don't like the, the, those plays where he's vulnerable there. But in the end, those four or five option plays, 
probably were the deciding factor, and I think that that last one uh, probably sealed the game. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, there's two run options. The, the first one to start the game, you know, I think it, uh, you know, it was a nice precedent. That was big. And then, yeah, the last one, the last one actually, yeah, was a contributing factor to running the clock out, you know. Right. Or his catch was the was the decider. But, you know, yep. that was, you know, that was huge. Now, I, yeah, I agree. Now, when you, uh, you know, I, I think that he was a little bit inaccurate at times, but I thought that he made it phenomenal. Touchdown pass to Derby, that that was big, and uh, the needle there. That was a good one. He did. Um, you know, I'm gonna chalk the the fumble off to you know a hot day. Uh, hand was probably sweaty. Uh, you know, it, it's a like I think you had said rookie mistake, and I guess you meant you know in the sense that you, he didn't support the ball up until that point. Yeah. Is that what you meant? Yeah, I, think, I think that's – yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I guess he could have protected a little bit more before he went back, but I think if you watch that, as he's kind of going back is when it comes out. So, you know, it's going to happen. You know? Yeah, I know. He, but, you yeah, know, I mean, that was a very bad fumble. It's not a fumble that you want to see in, no. uh, you know, a big spot, you know, but it, I mean, everybody's going to do it. was the bad snap. I mean, that was the real bad one, but that wasn't Yeah, now I'm hearing that, – That was the center. But that went off – What it went off an, uh, an ankle? Yeah, it went off somebody's ankle. Have you ankle. seen it? Have you seen it? I haven't – not since the – not since the game, no, I have not. I haven't either. And, uh, you know, I'm hearing reports now that it hit off of uh, – you know, uh, 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 a leg or I don't know, but yeah, I mean, again, it you know, like it, it almost looks like he hit it off like the lineman next to him's leg. If you can imagine that, like, like, yeah. like the well, we just next seen to his it. Leg was in the well, way. Well, we just seen yeah. it in week one, right? Didn't we just see that same yeah. thing in the first yes. week? So yeah. you think mm-hmm. it's something like that, which is possible, it you like know, something like that. But you know, I only saw it on the the jumbotron after the mm-hmm. after the play, and I haven't seen it right. since. They didn't show that anywhere yesterday. Right. Now, the uh, offensive line was the biggest question mark coming into the season and certainly coming into this game. You lost. We went off the air last week thinking everything was rosy and woke right. up to find out that Josh sitting on an injury report what happened there didn't practice, and then that turned into 20 hours later, Josh Sitton's out for the year. So that's what we were yeah. dealing with going into this game. And uh, Ted Larson coming and filling in now, um, which, you know, you, you, you got to hand it to him. I mean, the guy has been very solid. But me and you have both said you've kind of used up the whole pass here. And depth-wise on this offensive line, not a lot of room to breathe. No, we're in trouble at this point. It was, that's, uh, that was the depth right there, you know. We, we really don't have good depth after him. You know, so now if anybody gets hurt in the offensive line, we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And you know these guys don't grow in trees. It's not like you can go out and find one on the street. I mean, you know, yeah. you basically you, you go to battle with what you have right now. There's really nothing to get, you know. But that being said, I thought the offensive line did a very good job. I'd give them probably an A minus on the day. I thought that they ran the ball excellent. 
and they were very physical yards. And uh, I, I thought that their pass protection was decent. Uh, I reviewed a lot of the game again. I reviewed yeah. a lot of the game again, and I think that Tannehill may have held on to the ball a little long at certain points, which made it a well, little worse a than times, it was. You know, we could tell at our vantage point, there was no coverage. Open. Oh, yeah. And coverage sacks are going to be coverage sacks. You know, <laughs> I'm not loving, loving our wide receivers, you know. You know, I didn't notice this until really you saw them, like, in person. There's not a lot of height there. You know, we don't have that go-to Antonio Gates tight end. There's not a lot of height with our with our receivers. And, you know, you bring Grant in there, they look like, you know, they make, like, uh, Duper and Clayton look like freaking Jerry Rice and Tim Brown, you know? Yeah. Well, th- I think this is where me and you disagree the most about all the acqu- acquisitions in the off season and 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 on this team. I think I like the wide receiver core a lot, and I'm not I'm not going into the tight end part of it because I think that the tight end part of it is a big question mark, and that could be a problem. I'm not going there. I'm just saying out of the wide receivers, and I, and it basically comes down to two. Because I think we both feel the same way about Devontae Parker. I think we're both not really high on Devontae Parker, nor have no. I have ever been. And I think you've kind of jumped off the train in a while. And uh, so I don't think – I think we both feel the same way about him, who's supposedly the number one. And we must say that he hasn't played in these two weeks. And he is tall. No. So that will take away some of that height disadvantage you're talking about. But I, what I think it comes good. down to – yeah. Well, yeah, I'm just saying height-wise. But what right. I, what I'm saying, uh, I think Albert Wilson is fa- a fantastic addition, and I think that's the biggest spot where me and you differ. I think you're going to really, really come to like this guy a lot. And I think you've already seen that in this one. First off, on that, nice on that, I watched it a well, few I think, times. I think, we're, I think we're too short. I think we're really disadvantaged at this position. You, and well, it's okay to have a couple of them. But we're really, it's like, it, it's really bad. We're very under undersized at that position. Well, you're not really undersized when you look at the fact that Devontae Parker is six foot three, whatever. Yeah, but so you're really sticks, not. Which, you, which usually does, you know what I mean? Yeah, but not, not so much because I think you're going with Danny Amendola, who you're saying is small, but he's the same size as Landry. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's not, the size of that position. That's, that's know, a, you know, the know receiver they brought in was Wilson, and then they got Grant out there. They got three guys well, that are undersized well, at the same time. Well, listen, we, I've never seen anything like that. Well, listen, we, we, we both uh, feel, I guess, similar in a sense to Grant as far as a, a wide receiver. Like, I, 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 think, that, I think that he's a, a nice player. Okay, I, I really do. I think that he could do a lot of good things. Um, but as far as just uh, lining him up at wide receiver, you know, I, I have some issues there. I, I, mean, I think that when you line him up, you know, just for, say, at like, you know, the wide receiver position, um, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's still kind of out on him as far as, you know, how good a wide receiver he can be. Um, I know you don't like him at that spot at all. No, I think it, I think it's ridiculous. It's a it's a joke. There's if he's you know if he's double coverage, he's never going to get the ball. You yeah, know, he's never going mean, to catch the ball in traffic. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous spot for the guy. Right, I, I got that. You but, can use you know, it on I mean, a trick play, but to to line him up, you know, 
every fifth play is crazy. But how many receivers are supposed to be like you know? Uh, and then I, see I mean, Gordon Kenny Stills. You know, Kenny Stills too. is. Well, what about Kenny Stills? I mean, he's six one. Well, how big is he supposed to be? Yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, he's like yeah, he's like the only you know tall guy, and he and he's very skinny, so he doesn't look imposing. You know? No, but but he's six one. I think Amendola yeah, is a shade under six, right? I mean, they list him at five yeah. eleven. I think. You know, I'm not on the field with him. I don't know if he's, but that's what they list him at. You know. Right. Um, and yeah, yeah, Wilson's five nine. You know, I mean, that's that's these are like position, that. I'm telling you. And when they line up yeah. all of them, it just. I think that's why a lot of our st- our drives stall. It, you know, mm-hmm. it's. It, I don't know. I'm not not loving. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, fair point. I just happen to like this receiving crew an awful lot. I think that they are much better than you think they are. Danny Amendola, if he stays healthy, you know what he can do. I mean, he's he's a Pro Bowl player if he stays healthy. And that's a, that's a question mark. He took a huge hit. He's very tough. He's a veteran. How many of those penalties in this game were Danny Amendola penalties? I mean, you got to keep your hat there. They changed the There's game. No that question. guy knows I mean, how to. They, they mugged this guy yesterday. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether he could stay healthy. I mean, I think you agree. If he's right. a healthy ball player, he, you know, he he's uh, in par with any any slot receiver there. You know. So, yeah, and I think still, you're going to be su- still had a lousy game yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really have the, the opportunity long. He disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, he it was not his day. Yeah, he certainly didn't have a big impact day. That's for sure. Um, no. So, uh, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come on back and uh, continue the discussion right after this. Hi, this is former Miami Dolphin Jim Crash Jensen, and you're listening to the Pat Catella Legend Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show, sponsored by Iberia Tiles, with locations from Georgia to South Florida. Iberia Tiles offers over 3,000 products and complete peace of mind. From tiles, molasses, and stone to wood flooring, Iberia has the solution no matter what the size of your project. Visit IberiaTiles.com. That's I-B-E-R-I-A. And ask for Dave or call direct at 404-409-0746. And Fanatics.com. If you love the Miami Dolphins, then you need to visit Fanatics.com. Once again, that's Finn, P-H-I-N. And now back to your Miami Dolphins Legends show with your host, Pat Catello.
welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pat Catello joined alongside Rich Van Zant as uh, we broadcast the uh, Miami Dolphins' second victory uh, in, in two games. So uh very promising start for the Miami Dolphins. And just a reminder, you can catch us on uh, iTunes. Uh, just uh, head right over there, and you can uh, have the latest episodes sent right to your t- uh, phone. And um, you can also get archived episodes as well. Uh, just go Pat Catello Show, and everything will come right up there. And you can send us... Uh, Questions, comments, and whatnot, show at yahoo.com, and uh, we'll try to address them at certain points during the year. Uh, so, Rich, you know, I think you know, the Dolphins beating the Jets 20-12, to 12, um, you know, it, it could have went in some different directions. You know, the game had some weird things. They thought that the missed uh, extra point and some things like that were a little bit scary at times, and there was, you know, that play where the Jets – uh, right before the half, we're about to get points, and then uh, you know didn't. And, and and I watched that again, and you know Rashad Jones making an excellent play there. He, he that was all him, uh, stopping that and having the clock run out. Um, you know, which was definitely a big deal. And I think that the secondary is one of the strong points. Uh, you know, uh, uh, certainly this team, and I think even on a whole in the league. Um, Xavier and Howard. It's been a long time. There's no doubt about it. But they've made conscientious efforts to to do that. So that you know, the parts of this team that I am concerned with, that was never one of them. I knew this was going to be a good young secondary, and and Xavier Howard has proven to be a star. I think he has now five interceptions in his last seven games, and. I watched uh, that McDonald play, that interception. Mm-hmm. If you watch that again, uh, that's a lot better than you think. He actually, he deked out Darnold. He faked like he was going to the left, and Darnold completely didn't see him. And then when he threw it, he he cut the the the, the lane right off on uh, on the seam pass and basically, you know, jumped it. Um, so he set that up. So you got to give him a lot of credit there. And uh, Fitzpatrick, I think, is going to be a star. Um, so, you know, th- that that's not really the area of most concern even coming in. For me, it's been the defensive line run-stopping and, of course, the linebacker position, um, which I was very surprised. I thought the defense played really, really well. I mean, they stopped the Jets' running game cold. And that's, that's something that I didn't think they were going to be able to do. That seemed like an area of major, major concern. That's what looked like the worst in training camp, you know, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so, last year, too. You know, I mean, this is an ongoing yeah, thing. Yeah, how many 300-yard games did we have on the ground? A ton, a ton. And I'm not yeah. saying that I'm completely – I'm not saying no, that, I'm okay, it solves – but I can tell you that this is one of the tougher places to do that, and the Jets seem to be able to run on us a lot through the years. So I'm very surprised by it, happily surprised by it, and we'll see, you know, how it kind of goes. But, yeah, that that's a major area of concern for me. And the one thing I'll say about the linebackers is, all right, yeah, Rockwell McMillan is back, so we'll see how that goes. He's been healthy now for, for two Um but uh, from the same token, I've always said that uh, Kiko Alonso, 
he can do some special things. He's, he makes big plays. He does big turnovers. But he is the kind of player that needs to have a very good surrounding cast. And if you don't put a surrounding cast around him, he will become exposed. And he will not look good at all. And I think that's what you saw last year. The year before that, they certainly had a surrounding cast around him, and he was one of the main reasons they made the playoffs. In fact, that San Diego game where he took over and took it to the house to solidify that shows what he can do. And this year, he's off to an unbelievable start. He's had two fantastic games. And I don't know if you knew this, but they were highlighting this. He had 13 solo one-on-one tackles. I mean, that's unheard of. I mean, that, that's really unheard of. So, you know, yeah. I mean, to do something like that, you know, is not an easy task. And I, I can only assume, and it's very hard because, I, I, you know, it's only been two games, but I can only assume that the other linebackers have really stepped up the pace, right? I mean, they must be playing much better. And, the, you know, the pass rush I thought was okay. So it was okay, but I thought Quinn it wasn't great. But you know, I thought Quinn and and you know, um, uh, I I don't know who, who you you thought you saw who um, uh, uh ninety five. Well, Hayes? Quinn was it Hayes, right? And and Hayes, I thought, yeah. was in there quite a bit too. You know, um, so. You know, we'll see. Uh, the, the one thing I will say, and, and, and it's a concern, is that we both noticed in the first week, I mean, there was a huge gap in the middle there. You know, they seemed like they were finding big holes in between the linebackers and the secondary and the D-line and the, and the line. You know what I mean? And that well, gap, that I don't... a little bit yesterday. A little bit you know, yesterday, the, the yeah. The drive before halftime yep. Was, yep. was atrocious. The drive yep. right after halftime, atrocious. You know, yeah. there was a few, you know, there was, they, we let them back in the door, you know, a little too quickly yesterday, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, you know what scares me on that? You have the Raiders and Carr coming in, and then you have Brady and Gronk yeah. and, and all them. I mean, if it's going did to be hear, exposed. Did you hear what the Patriots gonna, did just now? Ju- what do you mean you by the just Patriots now? Move? Yeah, they just, just signed now? Josh Gordon. Yeah. Well, you know, we've been hearing rumors of that last night. Now, what did they they have to give up for him? I I, I don't know. I don't know the the thing, but they got Josh Gordon. The the Jets wanted him, too. Supposedly, it was between them and the Jets. Now, that's a trade, right? He didn't go on waivers. That's (laughs) a trade. I don't think they released him. I think they traded him. Yeah, I don't think a whole lot. How surprised are you at that? I thought he was going to go to Dallas. I I, I thought he was going to go to Dallas. But, you know, they had issues yesterday, the Patriots, at wide receiver, and, uh, you know, you saw the screaming on the sidelines. So, they uh, again, I mean, you know, if anybody can straighten this guy out, they can. Hmm. Scary, you know. All right, I have, I, this guy. Uh, that's really scary if, if they yep. get this guy's on the field. Hey, here's, here's the actual trade. Here's what it is. You ready? Okay. Pats are going to give Cleveland a fifth-round pick. If Gordon is not active for 10 games, the Patriots get back the pick. <laughs> so they I got mean, him for free. <laughs> I mean, come on. 
Now, what, what could the what could the other offers have been? And the reason why I say that is because what yeah. was the one stipulation that the Browns said? The one stipulation the Browns said had to be in this trade. <laughs> they had to go to an that? NFC team. They wanted oh, them out God. of the AFC. <laughs> not only uh, so don't you do that. Well, not you only don't you not. That's the. Uh, the Tampa Bay and Cleveland are like it's like the Kansas City A's were to the Yankees yeah. in the sixties. Yeah. You know, it's like their it's their farm system. <laughs> I just don't understand yeah. it. Like they keep doing it. Yeah, over and over. I mean, yeah. they must have gotten at least that kind of an offer from Dallas. How can you not take that offer? I mean, think about that. It's a fifth round pick, but if he doesn't if he's not active for ten games, you get it back. Yeah. It's like a so return be, policy. If they, if they activate him for nine, right, they can release him after ten and then, and, and you know, and just be done with it. They I mean, I would assume the tenth game they can be done with it, right? I would assume there has to be some kind of reason for not activating him, right? I mean, I would assume there has to be something, some stipulation that it has to be warranted, but um, it's still shocking. To I me. doubt it. Yeah, if probably, they cut him right. after nine games, they don't owe him anything. I don't understand it. I really don't. And out of all the teams that you wouldn't want them to go to, that's Is probably that's number one. Yeah, I wasn't thrilled when I heard the Jets either, but this one really bugs me. Right, but this one's even worse because you know that yeah. if he's going to be able to do anything, it's going to be here. Well, and, I figured, and, like, you know, with the Jets, that would have got ugly between him and Robbie Anderson on the same team. That wasn't going to last, you know? It could be, yeah. Uh, this is yeah. this is terrible. I mean, Not you're going to see him now in two weeks. You're going to see him in two yeah. weeks. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be at his breakout game. As th- <laughs> you know it, as, I know it. Yeah, yeah. As Thunderlips once said, "In the flesh, <laughs> baby." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbelievable! Yeah. I really can't believe I this. Yeah. <laughs> rich get richer all the time. Now this guy obviously is a question mark. He's got a lot of problems off the field, um, but if anybody's going to be able to control him, you know it's going to be up there, even if it's just yeah. for a year. Yep. I mean, you, you got to wow. figure, this guy's got to know this is his last shot, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's ever going to clean up, it's going to be now. I mean, if he doesn't, this is his last shot. So, yeah. you got to figure that would be some kind of motivation, you know? <laughs> you would think. You would certainly think. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. It really is. Yeah. Uh, it's scary because the talent that this guy has, and you've seen it, he basically won their game or tied their last game. Like, their, you know, yeah. the last time he played, he caught the uh, tying game, tying touchdown with no time left. So, uh, boy. Well, that's aggravating news you just brought to the show. Yeah, sorry, you know. <laughs> I didn't make the trade. Just said a reporter. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and so surprising, too, because if you're – you know, the Cleveland Browns and what they think they are and what they're going to become, I don't know why you would send him there. I really don't. So that fifth-round pick, which is a Patriot fifth-round pick, so it's going to be close to a sixth-round pick, right? Yeah. It's not even that yeah. great that you would send this guy where you're going to see him again, you know? Yeah. I really would think you send him someplace else and uh, and just deal with whatever comes with that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Dallas seemed to be the, the the place for him, and it's wow. Tom Brady must be a very happy camper. And you wonder after that Jacksonville loss yesterday. And by the way, the Miami Dolphins, six teams undefeated in the NFL. Miami Dolphins, one of them. 
Would not have thought that two weeks ago. And all no, three Florida seven. teams undefeated. Teams? All three. All three Florida I, I heard teams. Six. Yes, I know that. Yeah. I heard six could be seven. And all, all, all three Florida teams undefeated. I mean, that's yeah, that's crazy, that's crazy right? Because <laughs> isn't it always <laughs> the case? The Dolphins haven't been the best team in Florida in 20, 20 something years. Of course, they really not, yeah. have not. They no. haven't been the best team in Florida probably since two thousand and eight. Maybe. Yeah, it's been a long, long time. Maybe. I'd even have to say maybe on that because I don't know what Jacksonville did that year, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so even – and even now I don't think they are. <laughs> even now I don't think they are because as good as they've looked, Tampa has looked better and Jacksonville's probably looked better. Yeah, there's the third best team in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so that's still still quite yeah. right. It's very yeah. strange, very strange. What's your, what's your take on the uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, place kicker? I mean, that was a big miss there. I'm not going to kill somebody <laughs> for missing a one kick. You know, it's early. It happens. Yeah. You know, Jason Sanders. Uh, it, it happens. Um, but uh, that could have really been a big turning point there. You know. I mean, I guess the book's still open on him. The reason I say that is they you know, drafted hard, this guy. It's in the Tyler, you know, you know how hard it is to judge these young guys. It's impossible. Yeah. You got to like five, like get at least like four or five pressure kicks under the belt to see yeah. like what they really have inside them. I mean, you know, it aggravates the hell out of me because it looked like we found the kicker for a long term last year. Right. I was just going to say, kind of like what you had last year. Wa- they let him walk in free agency, and now we're back to the rookie kickers. I mean, you, you saw the melee today, right? That Bailey signed with the uh, with the Vikings. Like three kickers got released yesterday. I was after yesterday's say, game. Bailey's still not signed. He is signed. The Vikings signed Minnesota. him today. Minnesota did not know that. And then there was like four teams were after him. I was surprised he, he lasted down, this long. Four, he turned down. Yeah, the Rams put a, went after him hard. And so did Minnesota, and I guess Minnesota paid the most. Yeah, because I was going to say, I don't know if you can go wrong either one of those two two calls, right? I mean, I think I'd rather no, go don't. to the Rams, but... Tampa Tampa called Cleveland, which, you know, I'm sure he was never going to go there. Um, yeah. The Rams and, um, and you know, obviously the Vikings, and there was like two other teams involved, too. Like, he said flatly no to two, to four of them, I'm sorry. And it ended up going to, uh, going to Minnesota. Yeah. Wow. So, so Bailey is and, back and, in the uh, NFL. And yeah, yesterday the uh the Browns kicker lost the game for them, that guy Gonzalez. Yes, I he seen got that. An MRI Very bad today on a groin and they're basically releasing him and gonna pay him an injury settlement, so they brought in somebody else today. And yeah, there was three kickers released yesterday, they said. Yeah, that was a bad miss. Before. That cost them a win right there. Yeah. Uh, that that yep. was a bad miss. Another yep. game that they probably should have won. So, interesting, the uh, the circle of uh, kickers has begun. <laughs> you know, that's, that's an area that I'm never – I haven't been content in that for a while. Uh, so, you know, that's why I asked you what you feel. Even when we were content, our guys always let us down. You yeah, know? always. It's been a long time, I know. There's no doubt about it. All right, we'll take our final break. Come on back and uh, look forward to what's in store down the road. Right back up to this. Hi, this is Larry Little, and you're listening to the Pat Cotillo Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. 
Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Like in his practically his prime, 
Okay. So, so what, what, what's Brown have... now? Brown's like five or six. Uh, at least that. At least that. Huh. I think Bettis might have passed him. I'd have to check that. Yeah, at least that. Wow. I'll check it as we're talking. I'll check it. But um, but here's the thing, though. Well, Barry Sanders would be number one, Rich. That's I don't know why you're surprised by that. that. He would be number yeah, no, one. That's true. Yeah. You know. Um. So. Uh, yeah, well, but I don't as, know. Evan as, probably would have passed him eventually. Well, because he would have played 105 years. Because he did play 105 years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't think yeah. Barry would have played that much longer. I think he would have broken Peyton and then been done, you know? Because yeah, didn't the, Emmett go past that pretty hard? Well, the thing is, Barry would have passed Peyton the next year if he played, probably. Right. You know? I mean, yeah, I if he had another one. More than that, yeah. I think, I think Barry has 15,000 and Emmett ended with 18,000. Right. So not as much as you might think, yeah. you know. Um, let me see where. But uh, that means he would have had to play three more years, and that wasn't going to happen. That's my point. Well, it certainly could have happened. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like he didn't have three years in him. He had five years. At that point, he's not playing three more years. You but know he's what I'm not quitting. But he's not quitting for those reasons. Yeah. Jim Jim Brown. Well, not one even. One of the reasons Jim, was well. One of the reasons he says he didn't want to pass Walter Payton. Yeah, I understand that. I don't think that that really was a viable reason. Then, I, who knows? I, under- but, but I understand it now. Played a lot longer. That's my point. You know, he did, but a lot longer only equaled three thousand more yards. Yeah, that's a lot, though. Is it when Barry Sanders is rushing for eighteen hundred a year? Well, is he going to rush for eighteen hundred the last three years he plays? Nobody's probably going to rush for. I think he rushed for. <laughs> 1,500 plus the final year, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. You know, it's not like this guy was old. He, you know, he still no. had plenty left with him. Um, Jim Brown, not even in the top 10 anymore. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. He's number 11. Yeah, I'm going to read wow. you. I'm going to read you. Number I'm one, shocked. Emmett Smith. Number two, Walter Payton. Number three, Barry Sanders. Number four, Frank Gore of the Miami Dolphins. Number five, Curtis Miller. He's 17 yards. Number five, Curtis Martin. Number six, LaDainian Tomlinson. Number seven, Jerome Bettis. Number eight, Eric Dickerson. Number nine, Tony Dorsett. And number ten, Adrian Peterson. And Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson are still active. They're the How only two that are still Dorsett active. Have more yards than Jim Brown? That's impossible. Why? Because when when Peyton broke broke Jim Brown's record, Dorsett was retired. How's, how could Dorsett have more yards than Jim Brown? Well, Peyton broke Jim Brown's record. And no, he wasn't retired. Dorsett was. How could Dorsett have more yards than Jim Brown? What are you talking about? Walter Payton passed Jim Brown in the 80s. What are you talking about? When was Dorsett's last year? Well, his last year was with the Denver Broncos, I think, in the late 80s. So he was still playing in 84 and 85? Yeah. Still playing? What did, what did of course Peyton he was still playing. Record? Peyton broke that record in 1987, I think. Six? No, I think five. No, it's uh, before no, the Super Bowl. Three. 85? I think 84. before that, 83. 
right? 83, does that say? He played the Saints, right? Right. Yeah, it was against the Saints. Yeah. Um, I think it was 1983, if I'm not mistaken. And, I mean, Tony Dorsett was certainly playing in 84. We played the Dolphins, right? Um, yeah, 1984. Peyton, Peyton, Peyton broke Jim Browns in '84, okay. and towards Dorsett certainly played. Then uh, he played. I, if, I, if I had to take a guess, I would say '80, '88 maybe. Tony Dorsett last okay. year. He played for the Broncos. Remember? Of, of course, I remember that. I just can't believe yeah. he uh, he passed because I, I just remember. Well, Herschel. Herschel is, is uh, when did Herschel get to Dallas? Well, don't, don't you remember, like, Peyton being one and Jim Brown being two for, like, a million years? Like, I never remember Jim, Tony Dorsett passing well, Jim Brown yep. on the wrestling list. Well, Peyton's last year was 87. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I... Because I, 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 I remember when Emmett passed Jim Brown, I thought he was second. How the hell is Tony Dorsett got more yards than Jim Brown? It doesn't make any sense. Tony Dorsett's final year was 1988. Okay. So if... That makes zero sense to me. You're going to tell me that he passed Jim Brown before he quit? It doesn't make any sense. The year after Peyton yeah. broke two years, three years after Peyton broke the record? I Four never years remember, after. Four I years. I never remember. I mean, I thought when Emmett Smith, I thought Emmett Smith went from... No, but you know, when he was going up the ladder, he passed Jim Brown to go no, in the second place, I thought. No, I think you're looking That's at weird. it wrong, though. No, no, it's not, because I think you're looking at it wrong. Let me let me explain. Okay, Tony Dorsett, right? Walter Payton breaks Jim Brown's record, okay? Yeah, I know. Right. Okay, that's 1984. He broke Jim Brown's record. Tony Dorsett broke Jim Brown's record in 1988. So four years later, four years after Walter Payton, he passed them. Remember, they came in the league very almost the same time. Walter Payton's rookie year, I think, was what, 76, 75? Mm-hmm. And Tony Dorsett's rookie 76. year was 77. Yeah. 76 is Payton, right? Dorsett came in in yeah, 77. And Dorsett right. came in in 77. So basically, four years after Peyton got there, Dorsett got there. Now, I'm not saying Walter Peyton's not number two and Tony Dorsett's three. Tony Dorsett's number ten on the list, nine on the list. So it's really not that hard to figure. I mean, it's just Jim Brown wasn't rushing anymore. So four more years later, Dorsett got there. And then, obviously, he's since been passed a lot. But yeah, so it's not it's not as difficult as you think to to, to put it together, you know. I guess it just didn't seem like he was anywhere near that at the time. But he probably wasn't. He probably was still three thousand yards away. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know. So yeah. I think that's how it kind of comes down. But I, I could see where it did seem like a little deceiving when you when you looked at it. But um, but you know that. You'd have a hard time coming up with that uh, that list if you didn't know it, and it's going to change more and more. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy, right? You got Emmett, Walter, Barry, Gore, 
Curtis Martin, LT, Jerome Bettis, Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, Adrian Peterson. Then you got Jim Brown, Marshall Falk, Edron James, Marcus Allen, Franco Harris, and Thurman Thomas. So it's, you know, OJ nowhere near that list anymore. How about that? No. OJ not even in the top 20. OJ 21. Crazy. But, uh. Corey Dillon's out of him. <laughs> where is, yeah, Corey Dillon. I, I thought Corey Dillon was. Yeah, he's one ahead of him. He's at 20. You're right. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Yep. Certainly is. So, uh. So, congratulations to Frank Gore. He gets the game ball for the Miami Dolphins. And, uh. You know, now, now on to, uh. The Raider game, and I don't know. I'm watching the Raiders last night, and, you know, they lose in the last second. So now Gruden's 0-2. And, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not. It's probably, probably not. not. You're, you're, you're taking that the other way? Like you almost wish hey. that they would have got on board? I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You do? Maybe um, it's better that they don't. they don't get on track. Maybe it's better that they are struggling as much. I guess so, you know. You know, really trends tend to stay. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a tough game, and it's going to really put the Dolphin defense to the test. Because as good as they've looked, this is really going to expose them. You know, the yeah, Raiders are capable of doing some up. big things. There's very that, two really tough games coming up. That's tough. You know, very good, tough. And, you know, we're going to have to play better. I mean, look. You're Definitely. not going to win games by not scoring points in the second half against good teams. You're not going to win you know, any of these obviously games. We didn't play a good team yesterday. I mean, if we played a good team yesterday, we would lose that game. You can't go into that shell and not put points on the board in the second half. You're not beating you know? either one of these teams. Either no. one of these teams, you're not beating scoring no. zero points in the second half. Not yeah. happening. There's no way you're beating the Patriots laying a goose egg in the second half. And I, and I don't think you're beating the Raiders. Right? How many times does this team do this? Right? That's why they've been on the cusp of six and uh, and ten. Yeah, that's why they're fighting yep. to get to you know eight and eight. That's yep. why. That's a big reason why. There's no question. And even about in it. this game, they started to kind of go into a little bit of a shell and almost got snake bitten. There's no so, question. I mean, look at the be- end of the game. Obviously, they could have scored points if they if they didn't have to run. You know, they ran the clock out, which you know I have no problem with that. You know, so we need points at the end. They were guaranteed. You know, well, you know. You, you would think they'd be guaranteed at least three at the end. But who knows? You don't know. If they needed to score them, did they come up with those plays? You know? I mean, that Gore play at the end was huge. Yeah, if that doesn't happen, it could be different. I mean, let's face yeah. it. It was still a one-possession game, right? A one-possession yeah. game, and there was a missed extra point on both sides. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, there's no doubt about it. I see it realistically. And, uh, you know... You can't get too high, you can't get too low. Nope. That's right. I'm happy. I mean, you got to be, you know, look, I thought I thought this team would win five, six games. You know, they're they're a quarter way there already. <laughs> you know? They are. They, there's no doubt. It's a long season, though. And you know things change. It's a long change. season. It's a long yeah. season. Hey, I've seen, I've seen teams that were, were 6-0 and didn't make the playoffs. So Absolutely. It happens, you know? Absolutely. So, so. Always, I'm with you. I mean, you know, listen, a lot better than anybody thought, but, you know, I'm, uh, these people that are jumping on the, this train and thinking, you know, yeah, we relax. Have, you know, it's, relax. Not, it's not like they beat, you know, the next coming of those 85 Bears and the, uh, no. you know, 
and, and the 88 49ers. I mean, let's, you know, you That's got to put right. it into perspective. You yes, because things in this league change in a hurry, in a hurry. Uh, they just did. They could change. Our, our division just got that much tougher with Josh Gordon going to the, yeah. to the you know, to the uh, team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, you got to remind they, me of that. And they fixed a major flaw in their team if this works out. I, I tried to forget about it. You, you know, you just reminded yeah, me of it again. But you know again. what I'm saying? But that's how things change in this league. You know, you think they're yeah. finally going to take a step back, and they go get a potential superstar. You know? Oh boy. Uh, I know. Not happy. Uh, tonight, no. Seahawks uh, at Chicago, I believe, right? Oh yeah, that's that's going to do a lot for people going to sleep early tonight. Yeah, I <laughs> you love that. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're crazy. <laughs> Always oh, like you, that always will be. you know that speed paint there at three in the morning? Bob Ross? <laughs> yeah, if you want to nope. go to sleep, you either watch the speed painter or you watch this football game. <laughs> uh, everybody, that's our show for this evening. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week as the Miami Dolphins host the uh, Oakland Raiders. And uh, we'll get a better gauge on what this team has. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power on. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Better go. Walked out and got all that.